You are now listening to The Jason D'Amico Show. You ready? I'm ready. Matt, you're always ready. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to The Jason D'Amico Show. It's Jason D'Amico here. And as always, we have a very, very special guest for you. This guy I've had the honor of playing with multiple times on stage, backing him up on drums, um, playing guitar as well in in certain occasions when I get dragged on stage in front of uh, hundreds of people just randomly because I happen to be there, and that's always a good time. But we're looking at – I mean, the list is here. I'm going to have it in the description box for you below. Just for example, New York Blues Hall of Fame inductee as master blues artist – that pretty much says it all. Um, there's multiple awards here. 2016 Blues Music Awards nominee for Best New Artist Recording for Feel These Blues. which came out in 2015. Great record. 2015 Blues Blast nominee Blues Soul Blues album. Feel, feel These Blues. List goes on and on. The man, the myth, the legend himself. The soul working man. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you, Mr. Slam Allen. Here I am. <laughs> In the flesh. In the flesh. It's so good to have you cross table. And I, first and foremost, I have to thank you for all of the great memories thus far that we've had when I was on tour for that week or two in Florida and that weekend up in Maine playing drums with you and Jeff. Hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that's what life is about, man. Living, loving, and laughing, and you know, and trying to be a success, you know. Good times. Good times. Good times. And with you, it's always a good time. Yeah. So I I sincerely thank you. It is my pleasure, man. Well, let's just get into it. Let's get into beginning stages. A lot of folks probably know your history with James Cotton, and that was kind of midway in your career. I want to go even further back to like the beginning stages with your dad playing drums um actually string bass like classical bass early on was that kind of a good place to start yes uh i I did that in high school you know i got into the high school orchestra and uh i couldn't you know get on get with the uh wind instruments you know i was i was a string man (laughs) so they 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 had a spot you know for the string bass and i said you know what that's what I want to do. So uh, I, uh, you know, got on it and learned classical music and learned how to read, wow. you know, bass clef and all that kind of stuff and took it from there. So drums, um, drums started then before guitar? Well, how, how, how the drum situation happened, I never intended to be a drummer. You know, I showed up one day at, at my dad and my uncle's uh, uh, gig and uh, the drummer didn't show up. So I said, I'll do it. <laughs> and that's how it happened, you know? Yeah, yeah. I really, hadn't, I really didn't have any training or anything like that, but I just, you know, been around the music for so long and stuff, I, I felt like I could do it. And, you know, I wasn't great at it, but, you know, in time, you know, I learned some things because my dad and my uncles, uh, you know, they gave me a heck of a training. You know, if I, if I was on the drums... And I made one mistake, they'll give me the stink eye. Oh, boy. I, I, yeah, I remember the stink eye, <laughs> you know. From, you know, and they never gave me, you know, they never said what the song was. 
They just had a cadence. It's kind of like yeah. what you did with right, me. Right, yeah. right, right. And Jeff's giving me like, yeah, that's they. they one, one, two, and three. One, two, Close three. Close hat, semi-open hat, ride. That's it, and man. that's all you got. That's all you got, man. Yeah, it was kind of good for Trial me. Trial by fire. <laughs> True, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I know where that comes from. Well, it taught me. It taught me how to read instincts. people. Instincts. Instincts. You know, you, you develop a, another sense. You know what I mean? Uh, like uh, later on when I was, you know, back in with James Cotton, I could tell what he was going to do. Before he was going to do Before it. Before he was going to do it. Can, can you can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I feel like a lot of musicians, they get stuck with trying to play things right. right. And for years, that was what my whole egocentric brain was trying to do and then once you it gets to a threshold point where you forget about that you let go and you start really connecting with the audience and then these things just kind of like take care of themselves or they're better i don't know if you would agree with that but you are one of the best entertainers that i've ever had the privilege of watching and playing with and i'd love to get your insight on that well First of all, you know we're gonna we're gonna go back to the blues. You know, Let's the, do it. The blues where it all started. You know, you know when blues started, it wasn't started in a classroom. You know, blues was started from feeling. Blues was started from people who were uh, basically living hard times. You know, showing their feelings and emotions, and out of that, you know, created the blues. So time. And feeling is something that, uh, you know, people of this day and time, you know, if you learn it in school or whatever, you learn correct time. You learn mm-hmm. how to do stuff in the proper formulas because that's what they have to teach you. But, you know, for me, the way I learned, you know, I learned in real time from real people without, uh, you know, a formula. You know, I had to take that, absorb it, and interpret it. And put it back out to people so they would understand it. Did you have any influences particularly that um, helped with that process? Not just guitar playing, but really connecting. Well, you and know, who were they? Well, my dad and my uncles. I wanted to be like them. Yeah. Especially, you know, my dad because you know he played uh, guitar, drums, bass. You know, he played a lot of instrument stuff, and you know, and I always hung around him. I always wanted to be like him. So, uh, you know, through him, I was introduced to, uh, you know, different genres of music, you know, different people, different situations and stuff, you know, and I kind of, you know, absorbed it. You know, I absorbed all of it and I, I, um, you know, internalized it and said, you know what, this is what I want to I want to do for the rest of my life. And uh, it kind of it kind of went back and forth, you know, because when you're a kid, you want to be a kid. You know, you want to do the kid things and stuff, but I yeah. was a, I was a little different. I, you know, <laughs> while everybody was outside playing and stuff, I was in there on the guitar. You know, I, I was trying to learn. I wanted to be something. I wanted to have something to make people smile. You know, and my dad, like I say, my dad and my uncles were, uh, you know, very much a big influence on me, being who I am today. So guitar, and and singing and all of that. Um, was it more, I guess it was just more by ear then, instead of sight reading like you were with bass. Uh, any any particular records that, that come to mind as far as just sitting there in the room and chugging away? 
Well, for me, you know, my ear was was one of my biggest teachers. You know, I, I couldn't, for some reason, you know, after I you know, got out of high school and stuff, I couldn't really discipline myself to learn, you know, uh, music. You know, uh, like reading notes and, and learning theory and all that kind of stuff. I just didn't get it. But I was able, to, you know, to turn on the radio, you know, and listen and hear stuff. You know, and then interpret it into my way. I never could play it exactly like it was, right. but I would always interpret it on the way I heard it and the way I, I, I felt it. And you know, over the years, I became you know really good at this. You know, because you know when you, if you, if you learn the blues, you know you, know, you can you can you can yeah. you put that anywhere. You yeah. know, that's the that's that's like the uh, you know the the main ingredient of all music. You know, I should say of all American music, I should say, and um, you know, and that's what I did. I learned the formula. People think that one, four, five, you know, is easy by theory, but it it is it, very difficult to make people feel those three, you know, chords that one, four, five. You know, a lot of people can can learn it just like this, but to make somebody feel it, you know, and for me, that's what all I went by is feel. Yeah. You know, even to this day, you know, if you put some music in front of me, some sheet music in front of me, you know, it, I, probably, <laughs> you know I, probably, I couldn't handle it, you know. Yeah. But uh, if you put on a record and I hear it, you know, and I'm still, you know, I'm going back because I'm still saying records, you know, uh, I could pick it up and I can I can use what I learned from the blues and stuff and, and you know, work out the song. Some of the looks that you do, they they definitely transcend and go beyond just like the traditional blues genre a little bit of jazz in there i know that you've talked about benson mm-hmm. as being one of your guys um how how did that come about as far as just going just break because you'll do some chromatic stuff and it's mm-hmm. just killer it's jazzy it's jazzy yes but it's still in the context of the song right you go out and you come back and it, it it perks the ear up. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, man, I was a big, big George Benson fan. You know, I wanted to be George Benson at one time. You know, I, I have a cousin, you know, early off we had like a, um, you know, kid band. And uh, one of the things that he, he turned me on and he liked was, was jazz, you know, and uh, especially George Benson. And uh, I found out later on in life that George Benson wanted to be a blues man. And he said it was it was too difficult for him. I was like, "What? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah." Man. He, he loves the blues. What man. in the world? And I started listening to him and the way he was phrasing and stuff. And a lot of his phrasing comes from the blues. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I and and then then I listened, you know, to my playing and stuff. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I said, "I I I I, I thought that I was um, you know combining blues and jazz together." You know, and I thought I was like a, you know, um, one of one of the few that was doing that. But George Benson was doing that for years. You know, that's what that was his style. And I, I said, man, <laughs> I said, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and, it, and it's it is definitely by feel. You know, I've been for years adding phrases on to my solos. And they can they they come at the you know I could just be sitting around just 
you know, noodling on the guitar, and all of a sudden I come up with another phrase. And I have a catalog up here of phrases that I can, you know, put in, take out, add, whatever. And if I hear something, I could I could um, add that in, you know, chop it up and whatever. You know, it's a never-ending process. Never ends. It never ends. Never ends. James Cotton comes around and what an opportunity, right? I mean, you were with him for about a decade. Just elaborate on that, if you could, for a couple of minutes. Any highlights, any stories that come to mind? Well, uh, how that came about, uh, it was around, I believe, 2001 when, uh, you know, they had the big 9-11 thing that happened. You know, uh, at that time, you know, I was in a state where I, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to go somewhere different. I wanted to know if I could go somewhere where nobody really knows me and could I m- make something happen. Mm. And that, you know, at that time, you know, a friend of mine who was a drummer who lived in Chicago, he said, man, come to Chicago, man. You should come to Chicago. And I was like, yeah, maybe. Then finally, you know, <laughs> you know, finally after, you know, when that happened, I said, you know what? I got to try something else different. Mm. So uh, I went to Chicago and a friend of mine, you know, he, he gave me a place to stay. And uh, when I got out there, it was dead. I mean, there was, you know, people weren't in the clubs, you know, people were kind of, you know, scared to go out to clubs and stuff. And I said, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So I was there for a little bit, you know, and I must say the people and the the musicians and stuff there welcomed me with open arms. I must say they really welcomed me. And I I, I still have longtime friends out there now that keep saying, telling me to come back, to come back. But uh, James Cotton came to town. And because I, I had built up this network of friends and stuff, you know, uh, one person talked to another person, talked to another person, and I got the call to come and, um, you know, basically audition for the James Cotton Blues Band because he just needed a band, you know, for that weekend. And I went to the rehearsal, and um, I guess James Cotton liked what I was doing, you know, and what I was putting on his stuff. And he, uh, we went to, uh, I can remember, we went from Chicago to Thunder Bay, Canada. And that was a trip. I thought we was gonna never get there. Jeez. Yeah, and uh, it was like us when we were stuck in South Carolina that night. Exactly. Oh my god, that, that was a <laughs> that detail. Oh, that was just <laughs> life on the road. <laughs> uh, yeah, and because of my training with my um, my dad and my uncles, it enabled me to uh, feel James Cotton. Right. You know, and uh, he he liked what what he heard, and next thing you know, I was with him for almost ten years. Wow! It was it, you know it, it was really a blessing. I was at the right place at the right time. That that really just changed my life. Were you guys on the road like three quarters of the time during the year, each year, somewhere well, around there? Well, we wasn't on the road uh, a whole lot. You know, but, uh, you know, throughout the year, you know, we we had, like, patches of shows. Right. You know, and, um, through the, you know, doing those shows, you know, that's um, where I really learned, you know, about the business. Mm. It was a different level. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, me just watching and observing how, you know, uh, James Cotton, uh, you know, did his business with people. 
and how the shows were set up, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, on a whole different level, you know. And uh, I took a lot from it to where, you know, I learned so much, you know, by being with James Cotton to now, I you know, I could, you know, actually teach other people about the business, you know. Um, well, I remember that one conversation that you and I had going to, uh, I think Jeff was sleeping in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was up front with you, yeah. and we were uh, – going to Maine. Yes. And you just started talking for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I said really anything for like 45 minutes or an hour because <laughs> there's just like such saturated knowledge on the industry. And I couldn't really tell you now, years later, specifically what you said, but mm-hmm. whatever you said, it got in my DNA and in mm-hmm. my being. And I know it definitely changed me mm-hmm. and 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 became part of me. Right. So I thank you right. for that, but hey, I'm sure that you. some of that wisdom came from those days with, with James. Yeah, you know, you got to humble yourself. Yeah. You humble yourself to listen and learn. And today, too many times, too many artists, you know, they want to be the big shot or they want everybody to look at me, look at me, look at me. But sometimes, you know, you got to be very simple. Shut up and learn. Hmm. And that's what I did. You know, I observed, you know, I knew what my purpose was when I was with James Cotton. My purpose was to make him look good. So I had to learn the mechanics of how to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I really yeah. I really studied of how to be in a, a support to a person, but also be powerful within myself to have people say, hey, that guy is good. You know, he's good for James Cotton, but he got something too. Right. He's got something, too. Right. You know, and and that's about, I always kept that mentality and said, you know, when the marquee, when you look at the marquee, it says James Cotton. You know, and that's what I went into. it. I said, my job is to make this man look the best. You know, and he kind of understood that, too, that that's, that's what I was doing. And he, um, you know, he really, you know, uh, gave me a lot of respect for that. You know, and I and I, and I appreciate that respect that I got from him, and you know the knowledge that I learned. Some stuff good, some stuff not so good. But hey, you gotta learn it all. <laughs> you know, you gotta learn what not to do. Yeah, you gotta learn what not to do. You know, and I want to say, you know, anybody knows that this business is not always always the best. You know, <laughs> you gotta deal with situations and people and things. You know, you gotta have tough skin, and sometimes you can't take it personal. You know, it's business. You know, if you look at that word, it's the music business. And if you if you can't handle business and don't know the business, you know, and don't have, you know, the right temperament or whatever, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Well, speaking about the business, um, I've got entertainer versus blues man slash R&B. In mm-hmm. other words, you classify yourself as an entertainer first. Yes. And you've done that for years. Mm-hmm still think you're a killer musician and one of the best in the world me personally but the entertainment is definitely in your dna and uh when i hear something like i when i was a teenager i was practicing guitar to make people smile that's the proof right could you just talk a little bit about that your well, thoughts on it yes you know i you know early off you know, in my life, you know, I um, 
I, I, I would, I would, you know, study people, you know, like, you know, the Rat Pack, you know, you know. Yeah. I was like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., you know, and I, I really liked the way that they commanded uh, attention from the audience. Mm. And when they stepped on that stage, you know, you, you knew that you was about to feel greatness. And I said for myself, I said, you know, I'm here to entertain the people. So I got to learn what it is to entertain people, what makes people move, what makes them feel good. You know, and it goes farther than just playing the guitar. You know, just, you know, singing, you know, that's all part of it. But, you know, when you walk in a room, if you can make a rapport with people, you know, if you can make people feel that, you know, you are something in somebody before they know you something in somebody, you know, mm. that that speaks volumes. You know, I always say uh, uh, a musician will make money, but an entertainer will always get paid. You know, and uh, and I said, that's the kind of level that I want to be on. And people, when they see me perform, they know right off that I am the real deal. Not because I'm around here going, I want you to know that I'm the real deal. No, it's because what I put out, I don't have to say nothing. I don't have the same thing. When you, when you see me on stage and you feel what I'm doing, you feel like, I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you know, you feel like I, I'm, you know, yeah. I know this guy, and that's and that comes from just you know knowing people, living life, you know, having having a conversation. You know, I see some I see some uh, musicians on stage is like, uh, yeah, uh, the next song. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, come on, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, come what, on, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? You know, yeah. So I, I set out to be entertaining. So when people see me, they say, "I want to see this guy again." Every show is different because I read the crowd when I get on that stage and I say, "Hey, I know what I have to do." Constant, it's constant. It's constant. You know, and I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you straight up. Every show is not perfect, but you know, for the people, the people don't know. Right. You know, for me, I'm like, oh, gosh, I could have did this better. I could have said this. I could have did whatever like that. But, you know, whatever you do on stage, people see it at least, uh, I would say, 25% more. So even if you think you're having a, a, a bad day, the people are like, oh, man, you're great. And I, and I always go like, ah, I'm always going, ah. Well, no, I mean, because I'm always going, oh. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. Once in a while, though, it's like, ah, that was pretty cool. Right. But then nobody, you know, recognizes that stuff, which to me, I don't. Yeah, we always critical of ourselves because we know ourselves. Yeah. You know, we see ourselves every day, but other people don't. Right. You know, so uh, me, I'm always trying to top myself. I'm always trying to top myself on every show. You know, sometimes I do, sometimes it's, eh, but the people be like, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> as long as they keep going. The ladies. Uh, the, yeah, the ladies. That's, you know. That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole other topic, <laughs> a whole nother man. topic. <laughs> it cracked me up, the, uh, the, the one gal. We were at that one venue in Liberty a little bit, a few months back, and she wanted free CDs. Mm-hmm. You gave them to her mm-hmm. in front of everybody. I thought that was a nice gesture, you know. She wanted them. She wanted them. She yeah. wanted them. She wanted them. 
So was it after James Cotton then that Norwegian cruise came up as an opportunity? It was kind of in the middle of it. Okay. You know, that, that opportunity uh, and how that happened, you know, uh, I, you know, these situations just seemed to come to me, you know. <laughs> I, I, was, I was playing a club in New York City, and the manager at the club uh, had a friend who was a, a booking agent for cruise lines. Right. And he just came up to me and he said, uh, what do you think about playing a cruise line? And I said, Okay. <laughs> and that was, that was basically it. You know, <laughs> it was it wasn't no long drawn out story. He said, uh, "Would you you know, you know, think about doing that?" So I, so I said, "Okay," but I didn't know I didn't know exactly what I was getting into. I never done it before. I never even been on a cruise ship before. You know, um, and it be it became a really really you know good thing for me. You know, because uh, the, the the cruise line. Uh, you know, it was was the first cruise line to ever have a full time blues club on it, and I was like the first person to ever do that. You know, and uh, I went on, and I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I became a huge success. You know, they made me the house band on there, and my fan base, man, the people were coming from all over the world to be on this cruise ship. You know, especially all over the United States and stuff, and I didn't really realize <coughs> how many people that I reached. Yeah. You know? Well, we were playing in Florida, mm -hmm. right? We did those venues all over the peninsula. Mm -hmm. And we were, I think we were in Daytona or where it was like more further south. Mm -hmm. There were at least four or 500 people there. And there were dozens mm -hmm. that knew you from the cruise yes. days. Right. I was like, this is just crazy, it, man. It, 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 it surely is. Even to this day, man, people still come and say hey you remember me i go oh yeah, yeah. from the front of the cruise ship <laughs> what was that like you guys are out there for what like months at a time or when i first started it was six months at a time it was six months but i must say that you know that really you know, also changed my life because it gave me a platform to practice my craft every playing, day yeah i was playing six nights a week yeah. And, you know, with, with the same band, you know, and, you know, people come on on a Sunday and then they get off on a Sunday. So you had to entertain them, you know, at least six days, you know, without them getting bored. Right. And whatever, you know, and I always packed the room. You know, sometimes we would go through a week without me playing the same song again. You know, and the only reason why I would play the same song is because somebody, uh, you know, asked me to play it again. Right. So I, I, I oh man, a lot it, of songs. Uh, it was a lot of songs. Because what were you guys doing? Like two or three hours each night? Basically, yes. Okay. Yes, you know, it was probably it, it was like a four hour time slot, but we took two half hour breaks in between. Wow. And and uh, you know, and it was so entertaining for me that you know the time just went like this. You know, time was so quick. You know, as soon wow. as you get started, it's like you're finishing. And uh, and what would happen? You know. Uh, entertainers from all around the ship would come to the to come to the club and sit in with me you know i became like the uh the, the hub for just feeling good and you know and having a good time and uh, it was a really nice thing I, I met a lot of great friends from a lot of different walks of life different countries and you know it was, it was definitely a beautiful beautiful time for me you ever have any like nail biting moments out there oh yeah 
Yeah, you know, uh, me, <laughs> there's a lot of situations, man, that I could, uh, yeah. that are funny, that are not so funny. But, you know, I can remember me being on the ship and um, standing on stage. You know, when you're on the ship, the ship rocks back and forth sometimes, and it can shift at any time. Uh, and I was standing close to the edge of the stage. The ship shifted. I fell flat on my face. And the thing about it, people thought it was part of the show. <laughs> I'll never forget that, you know. And, uh, I got up, and then, you know, people were laughing and whatever, but, uh, you know, but I, that's what I did, you know. I'm, I always had people in laughter and, and yeah. feeling good and stuff like that, so it seemed like it was part of the show, but it was, it was very fortunate that I didn't have my guitar in my hand. I was going to say. Yeah, because that would have been broken. Yes. Yeah, that would have been broken. And, uh... That's just one of the, one of the things. <laughs> what about like weather? I mean, you guys. There was a couple of times where the, you know the weather got funny. The ship started rocking. Woo! Yeah, it started rocking. Woo-hoo! Well, I can remember the, actually the last night that I was on the ship. You know, there was a storm. A little farewell. It was a little farewell. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was bad, man. Because wow, uh, my cabin basically was on the lower part of the ship, so my cabin was actually going underwater. You know, and uh, they came down. They actually came uh, to my cabin and they battened down the hatches. Literally, they battened down. I said, I, when I saw that, I was like, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> you know, something's about to happen. I mean, everything in my cabin was tossed around, and I was going, oh my gosh! I said, when I if I get off of this, that's it, and I haven't been back since. <laughs> how how many uh, six month legs did you do? Well, I, you know, I did a couple six months, and then I told them that, you know, that's too long for me. Right, right, right. So they cut it down to four months. Okay. That's still a long time. That's still a long time. Man. But, you know, it, it they goes. They wowed you. What's that? They wowed you. Yeah, they wowed you. <laughs> man, I could have still, I could still be doing it, man. And I said, you know, I had enough of this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you literally had ups and downs, literally. Literally. Literally, yeah. So touring on land, right? Mm-hmm. Which you've still been doing and um, still plan to do, knowing you, you know. Um, yeah, like just feel these blues came out a few years ago, great record, and you've been supporting that. Like, what future plans as far as just keeping this train rolling? Well, you know, in these days and times, you always have to keep yourself relevant. You always have to reinvent yourself hmm. because, you yeah. know, the way time works now, you know, you know, days are hours, hours are minutes, minutes are seconds, and seconds don't exist. So time is always moving. You know, uh, you're looking across the table now at me, you know, and you, you look back again, and I'm like 10 years older, you know. So, you know, you always have to keep up with technology. You know, you always got to keep up with patterns of the industry, of what's going on. And for me, you know, I've, I've made myself a, um, a product that, you know, can always be around. You know, because when you, when you, when you go into the status of an entertainer, you know, you can always 
you know, reinvent yourself. You can always stay relevant to what's going on at whatever is, is, is you know, um, at that time. And for me now, we, we're at a stage now where music has went so far. Technology, sound, and whatever, to where, you know, people who were involved in, in, in the technology and all that kind of stuff are older. So they're going back now to what really started it, you know, and the road leads back to me, you know. So, uh, you know, no matter how far it goes, you know, it's always going to lead back to the real source, to the main source, and it just starts all over again. Cyclical, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking to... uh, not only, you know, be a touring, you know, artist, but I'm looking to have a business within the business. Right. You know, so, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm creating my own situations, you know, doing my own uh, shows and stuff. I'm sort of like becoming almost like an event planner. Producer almost. Best producer. Yeah. Yes. I'm doing, I'm doing, you know, stuff like that. And then I want to educate people about the business. Right. You know, I want to breed uh, entertainers. You know, you know, this bottle of water is a bottle of water. You know, and, and anybody who sees water, you know, they see what it looks like. But, you know, you never know how it is until you taste it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you never know. Water is water, you know, but you never know how it, how it is until you taste it. You know, and 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 right now, I'm I'm getting people to uh, realize that you know I'm not just you know a bottle of water. I have a different taste, a different flavor. You know, and I can now I could uh, you know show other people that I can show other people what that flavor is. You know, because a lot of times if you don't make yourself relevant, you will be lost. There's just so much going on. I mean, every 15 minutes, while we sitting here, you know, there's probably about 10 bands that started or more. You know, a lot of these people, you know, they think that, you know, okay, I can buy some instruments, I can learn some songs, and we're a band now. You know, and it's much, 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 you know, and this has been happening over and over and over again to now you're just saturated with so many bands. You know, so many bands. Some are okay, you know, and some of them are just, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm I'm here, you know, I'm building a multi-level uh, uh, um, company that is going to, uh, you know, do what I originally started to do is um, preserve an American art form, which is the blues. You know, and the blues, you know, had a lot of babies. You know, you know, it goes all the way from, you know, uh, blues, soul, R&B, funk, rock and roll, country, heavy metal, and even hip hop. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and for me, you know, I, I'm not you know, a person to be one dimensional. You know, I like it all. If it sounds good to me and it's good music, I'm all right with it. Yeah. You know, you got some people who are uh, want to be pure with the music and say, oh, I just want to hear this, the old timey blues and this, that, and other like that. Hey, that goes only goes so far. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff out here, and I want to just bring good good music to good people. And that's, that's it, and that's what I'm striving for. 
You know, That's exciting. Yeah, there's no for, it's no real formula. You know, I'm writing the formula as I go. Because, you know, things are not like they were 10 years ago. Even then, I mean, the formula was still... Mm, but right. now it's like flatlined. That's right. There is no... There is there is no real right way. Right. That's you're absolutely right. The only thing you can do is just keep moving forward. Uh, you got to keep moving forward. You That's know? the the guy in his mid twenties talking. Right. But you know, I was so against you know stuff like social media because I'm from the old school. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, no, I don't want to do all that stuff, these <clears throat> videos and all that kind of stuff. But you know, when you think about the reality of it, you know. It is it is something that, you know, you could get your material or you can get whatever you're doing out across the world, like in minutes. You know, it's a platform that, you know, um, I didn't have early off, you know, because I go back to the days when I was trying to learn a song. I had to. You know what I mean? Now, modern technology, you know, you got all these MP, MP3 players, digital, whatever it is, you know. Streaming. Streaming. Yeah. You got machines now that slows the stuff down for you. Half speed on Half YouTube. Half speed. And all Quarter that speed. Kind of, you know, like, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, technology and, and everything, you know, can be a big help. You know, to do what you need to do. Pretty amazing how the blues has still stayed alive. It, it's something that Despite. I, yes, yes, I believe it's going to be around forever. You know what? What do you? What do you? Any predictions for the next five to ten years as far as like organic music? Me personally, I think it's. I think it's alive and well. I think it's going to even take take more of a stride. Well, if you think of a candle, even the best candle you could get, the biggest candle you're going to get, eventually is going to burn out. Hmm. You know, so everything that's happening now, you know, the styles and all that kind of stuff, you know, eventually it's going to burn out. You know, and and I, if if people like uh, myself, like yourself, if we don't keep you know, reinventing and keep on, you know, um, doing what we're doing and bringing it to what is happening now, then it's going to be lost. You know, it's going to be lost. And right now in the blues world, you know, we lost a lot of great people who made the music great, yeah. who will never be again. Yeah. So I feel like it's my my job, you know, because I learned from the masters. You know, I, think, I feel like it's my job to um, keep this – like I said, this art form alive so that younger generations and stuff can actually see somebody live performing this music. And people think, oh my gosh, I'm listening to the blues. There's going to be some old dude sitting on the porch crying about his trials and tribulations of life, you know? But uh, <laughs> in, in, a lot of, in some cases, it's like that. But, you know, it's not what people imagine in their mind. You know, it's much more to it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 you know, like for me, you know, you got to come see what I'm doing with it, you know, to understand, you know, way I interpret it and way that I'm representing it and stuff, you know. So, if you want to keep live music alive, 
come on out and keep it alive. That's what we need to do, you know. And I and I would hope that the younger people would uh, latch on to this theory, you know, and 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 keep it alive, keep it moving, keep it relevant, you know, long after I'm gone. So uh, I'm here to uh, do what's in my DNA, you know, make people happy. So I got a. I got a couple more questions for you, All right. and then uh, in in the middle of them, I've got a fun little thing that I do. It's really basic. We'll get to that in a second. But, um, well, let's let's go with two angles. I want to talk about very very briefly just your thoughts on the lows in life when they hit and just. This is this this is just a tough business, tough tough business, mm-hmm. and um, faith, and kind of just how those how those two entities live within yourself personally and your sphere of who you are and what you're doing and mm-hmm. you know what really keeps you going when it gets really when it gets really tough at times. Because it does for everybody, you know. Yes, yes. You know, uh, first and foremost, you know, I'm a human being. You know, I go through all the emotions that everybody else go through. I do the same things that, you know, everybody do. You know, I wake up, I take a shower, you know, uh, I have to do laundry, you know, whatever. You know, I'm human. So, you know, when um, we do, you know, like I go on tour. And do stuff, you know, you're on a big, big high. Yeah. You're a big, big high. And then you come back home and it's like, I got to do laundry. You know, it puts people in a depression. I mean, people who are uh, legends, who are established people and stuff, they all go through this. And some, you know, some people, uh, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. So they turn to different things in order to take away the pain. That may be drinking, that may be drugs, that may be whatever, you know. But for me, you know, uh, I go through low times and stuff too, but the, the thing that I, I really depend on and, 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 and the thing that really keeps me going first and foremost is the man up above. You know, um, a lot of times people don't realize that, you know, he doesn't leave us, we leave him. He's always a source, you know, to say, hey, man, because sometimes I sit around and I go, oh, man, I don't have any gigs or this or whatever. And then opportunity comes my way. Hmm. You know, it comes my way. And when I uh, activate myself to do things, you know, uh, it seems like the man up above will walk with you and, and help you do them, you know, a hundred times better. So what I what I say, you know, the people, you know, this this you know, this industry, as you said, is a rough, rough industry it can be. But it's like anything else you try to do. You know, if you try to start a business, if you if you if you, you know, try to have a relationship, you know <laughs> Yeah, we know about that. And, you know, anything else, you know, it takes energy, it takes uh faith, it takes you know, you um, just understanding that, you know, you are a human being. You're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. But if you believe that things will get better, they will. 
you know um i always said that you know even if i didn't have music i still be me you know and and uh music is something that i use as a vehicle to make people happy but you know if, even if i didn't have it i would still be me and that's what you know people need to understand and realize that you know you have to be you and whatever comes from the music is a gift you know it's a gift you know and it, um you know just last week i i was feeling down you know i was feeling down and uh i just felt like you know i'm i'm beating my head against the wall things are not happening i don't know if i'm going to have gigs next next week or next month or next year i don't know what's going to happen and and guess what the one that was making me feel this way was me you know your actions dictate your success so if you tell yourself negative then that's what you're going to manifest negativity and sure enough you know i was i was i was taking myself down a slope that had ice on it <laughs> you know and and then i said you know what what am i doing yeah and as soon as i started breathing breathing that positivity as soon as I started saying, hey, I got to put myself in this and make it happen, it starts to happen. Hmm. You know? This this, this why I'm here today. Yeah. You know? It, it, this wasn't in my forecast. But when I started thinking positive, it came my way. Yeah. Wow. You know? So. Wow. Yeah, people, you know, be a person first. You know, be a strong person first. You know, this industry is here. You know, it's not a nice industry all the time, but like I say, with anything, you know, be a strong person and go into it strong. Go in, go into it whatever you believe in. You know, believe if you believe in there's a higher power or whatever positive source you believe in, you know, manifest it. Manifest it. Tomorrow's not promised to us. You know, tomorrow's not promised to us. So do the best you can today. That's just fantastic. I have nothing to add to that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to the shootout, which is um, uh, just like a popcorn answer. So I'll say I've got like 10 words. Okay. And they're all relevant to what you do. Mm -hmm. Just rattle off like a a phrase or a sentence that comes to mind no 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 judgmental there's nothing judgmental about it whatever whatever you think of you know okay um guitar <laughs> trains trains <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they can hear that but <laughs> extension of love for me yeah vocal Sometimes good, sometimes not. <laughs> Blues. Where it all started. Yeah. R&B. It's the baby of the blues. Rock. Another baby that came along. Yeah. Drums. Something that, uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bass. 
It's the bottom. Yeah. Heartbeat. I think it's Jeff. Yeah, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get a crack up out of this. We got to have him on. Yeah. He's, he's, got, he's got some killer stories. Oh, boy. <laughs> Stage. Stage. There's a platform, you know, make people happy. <laughs> Lights. Uh, I ain't too great with them. Just, just what, from looking at them or? Well, if you got lights on stage and they're in your face, you can't see the people. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. These it's are tough. pretty bright. These, yeah. these, like, I just looked at that for a second and I can't see your face now. Yeah, just you know? seeing, like, the squares with the. Yeah, well, uh, if they're on the side, it's great, but when they're right at you, coming oh, yeah. in your face. Oh, yeah. Killer. Killer. Crowd. Yeah. Love to be around crowds. The more the merrier for me. Amp. That's a never-ending struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never-ending. <laughs> and one last little add-on here, which hopefully spawns a little bit of a tangent. Polo Tropica. Ooh. <sighs> boy, boy, oh boy. Oh, man, that was like... <sighs> Man, if we had that Star Trek thing where I can beam myself there right Ooh, now, we would be let's just gone. Go. Let's just go. Let's just go. I think we ate there like three times in a yes. 12-hour period. I think it was like breakfast, lunch, and dinner was all Polo Tropica. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. When we got there before soundcheck, then like before the gig, after load-in, and then like at two in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> before we went back to the hotel. That was... That place is insane. Uh, yeah, I love that place. So one last question that I ask everybody. Um, if you could ask, if you could go back in time to your 15-year-old self, knowing what you know now, what would you tell him? Well, if I, with the knowledge I have now, and I could go back to being 15 years old, I would be a multi-millionaire right now, <laughs> for what I know. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a real, real tough thing to really say because it's like, um, yeah, you know, going back to 15 was a different time. I had no worries. Hmm. You know, I had no worries. I had no, 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 no really real cares. You know, people were different. You know, the world was different. Yeah, yeah, different. You know, there was more. Not that I know, because I wasn't here. Right, but right. based on what you, <laughs> yeah, know, you know, yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it, it was a, <laughs> you know, it was a time where the music hadn't really changed to what it is today. You know, there's people now writing songs and doing songs and music that has no instruments. Right. You know, uh, back then, you know, you could go and touch. The real people who made the music great. You know, back then there were people who, uh, you know, would come out and just sustain live music because that's what, you know, was, was, uh, people do, uh, did. You know, now it's like, it's whatever, you know. It's, it's, it's not from me just remembering from the days of, of me growing up and, you know, being 15 years old. Man, if I had that knowledge that I had today, man, I tell you, man, I would probably be halfway ruling the world. 
<laughs> or I would tell people, don't go there. Don't go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, you got to be real about what's happening now. You know, back then people were really um, more, you know, loving and giving and hmm. not too much judgmental and stuff. You know, all these things, you know, was around, but it wasn't as prominent as it is now. Interesting, because I hear the opposite sometimes from people. Actually, more often I hear the opposite, like, oh, it's a more accepting culture, blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's, it's you know, from, from me being back then to now, um, you get so much stuff shoved down your throat now. Yeah. And so fast, you know, it's information like, overload with information overload, you know? Yeah. Some, some, you know, like some artists and stuff have like 15 minutes of fame, you know, you're hot with your one record. And then next thing you know, or, you know, it's probably like one song that is good on it. And, you know, it goes to the top. And then next thing you know, it's like, who is that? Right. You know, that's how fast stuff is, is happening now. No legacy. No, no, really no legacy and stuff, you know? And back in the day, you know, entertainers really entertained. You had to get out there, you know, you had to wear them cheap suits and, and dance and sing and perform because that was the standard. Now you got people who have got, you know, they want to get on stage and, and you know, they they got, core, you know, what do you, what do you call them? Uh, people who teach them to dance and uh, choreographers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and just make make you a product it's a product you're yeah, a product yeah. Yeah. back then man people were really entertainers and that's what I, I learned from you know seeing these people live and seeing them sweat and seeing them really work just, it just work it man yeah. just work it. and you felt that yeah you felt like they wasn't a product with all the lights and, and stuff like that you knew they were great you knew who you know they were entertainers and stuff but it's not like it is today Hmm. You know, today is like a circus, you know, it's like you, you go to a, you know, it's like they breeding people. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so when they see somebody like me, you know, you know, they may call me a relic or they may call me whatever. Right. But one thing they're going to always know, I'm the truth. Damn straight. And that's that's what I'm going to maintain. Well, it's been an honor having you. Thanks for making the drive down. And I, I want to say, you know, um, it's, 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 I thank you for doing this because, you know, situations like this keep people like me relevant. You know, if if things like this don't happen, then I will be the one. People are going to like, who? <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so, you know, you know, you're a young man who has the vision, who knows what's happening, you know, and, and, you know, like I say, you know, it takes people like yourself and whatever, you know, to keep people like me, you know, relevant. You know, and, and you are going to take it to another dimension. You're going to bring it to another arena, you know, and that's what's needed today. That's wow. what's needed today. Well, thank you. That's yeah. that's good encouragement. I, I just got to – you guys are handing me the torch, and I'm just trying to – Hold it without burning myself. That's it. Yeah, run, run with it, man, and, and, you know, start some good fires. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thanks again. It's my absolute pleasure being here. Any last words yeah. beyond what you just said, which was fantastic? 
Hey, all I can say is, man, you know, keep breeding the truth and keep putting it out there for real, you know, and we'll all be all right. Yeah. Well, you heard it. Nothing really to add there. Check the description box below for links to Slam's website and music and really cool things going on there. There's a lot of YouTube content that's fantastic, and you got to see this guy live. I've... I'm telling you, it's probably the best blue show or e- like even show period that you'll see in your lifetime. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time.